What's up and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast. This is Tyler here alongside Greg and Ryan. How you boys doing tonight? I'm fantastic because Greg pissed in some Wheaties and it's fun to watch right now. Ooh, I've made many a Montreal fan angry tonight. They're just so, they're still mad about not getting Zadina. And they're so mad that they have sometime, or somehow tricked themselves into thinking that Kotkaniemi is going to be a, the amazing all-star savior of a center. He'll probably be good. I don't think he'll be the savior. Per no, no, se, they said one he, player he is elite. The savior. That's what they say. Yes. He is elite. He's already shown it in preseason. Because I guess preseason's like the best uh, measure of someone's talent. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and Mark Bergevin can't forget. Yeah, but uh, apparently Mark Bergevin will be winning uh, general manager of the year. Forever. Because he makes all the trades. Yeah, all <laughs> even if they're bad. All the best trades in the world. Uh, all the best trades in the world. So anyways, guys, we... Um, <laughs> We're getting very close to hockey season. The NHL kicks off the season tomorrow night. I believe there's four games. I think it starts with um, Washington and Boston. That game's on NBC. And then San Jose and L.A. Is that what it is tomorrow night? Then also there's a West game and also Toronto and Montreal also play. So four games in the NHL tomorrow. The Red Wings pretty much have gotten down to the 22-man roster that they need. We're going to talk about that. Greg, uh, I'm going to kick it off to you. So tonight we're going to start off uh, talking a little bit about what everyone knew was going to happen and and eventually did, and that was our number one draft pick, Philip Zadina, was sent to the Grand Rapids Griffins. Now, Zadina did look good in preseason. He started out pretty slow, had a first couple of games that weren't that great, He picked it up, but he still looks like he could use some speed and a little bit more awareness. When he did get the puck, I think he may have been trying a little too hard to make things happen. But Zadina will start the year with the Griffins. I don't think he will play more than 15 games before being called up. Uh, But Blash has said that he wants him to, when he is called up, to be there full time and not bouncing back and forth between the two teams. Ryan, what do you think about the, the Zadina decision? Uh, for once, I'm not mad about a stud prospect getting sent back down. I know that it's a time of rebuild, and there's a lot of things wrong with how the roster currently is. But to go back to our prior conversations, we've got two years of shit, and then we can finally fix the ship, hopefully. Um, I agree definitely with what you mentioned about how he looked early on in the preseason. What I liked the most about it, though, is that he took the coach's criticism and his own criticism and churned out some solid games overall it's I don't think he's going to be down Grand Rapids for that long which is what has me the most excited and I hope that for our sake and how Blashill's making the comparisons to other guys like Pasternak getting sent down and then coming in midway through the year that's kind of what I'm foreseeing hopefully with uh, Zadina and what he can possibly provide Tyler what do you got on the Zadina decision yeah I initially I thought I was a little disappointed because I thought you know play the kids movement but you know watching a few of those games it didn't look like he was 100% ready to play in the NHL and where they have the card where they can send him down to the AHL and bring him up whenever I think it's uh it's sort of a I made the comparison to the Gustav Nyquist uh thing when he was uh he he was lighting it up at the end of the playoffs 
and obviously, you know, it's not totally the same, but it's kind of similar. He was lighting it up in the playoffs, and then they came into the next season. Uh, this, I believe, was the year that they played Chicago in, in the second round and lost. But then he, he got he didn't make the team the next year, uh, and then I think it was like 14, 15 games into the season, he got called up and never went back down. So uh, And then he lit it up. So, I mean, I can foresee something like that happening. I, like I said, initially I was a little pissed, but I mean, it is what it is. If he's not a hundred percent ready, then why, why bring him into a situation where he's not going to be comfortable? And uh, you know, so that's, that's the way I look at it. And then, you know, there's also the element of, you know, let's see how he's going to respond to adversity. This is an adversity thing. You know, is, is he going to be able to go down there, check the ego at the door and, uh, you know, sort of, all right, you know what? I didn't make the team. That was my goal. Now I need to do put my best foot forward to make the team or, you know, to, to be the first one to be called up. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I can't be too pissed because people are going to scream over ripening your players. Why is he in Grand Rapids? But, but the the response that I've seen to it, everyone saw what the coaching staff saw, which he shows amazing flashes of brilliance and you know he's going to be awesome he scored oh he got what two of the three overtime goals mm-hmm. there's yeah. three overtime goals he got two yeah and so he's scoring he's got a wicked shot it's like if Furt could actually hit the net is what zadina is with his with his slapper he can also move around if he's got open ice and wristed in and and he you're not going to over ripen him but i think he just needs that confidence up a little bit because a jump from the queue to the NHL is huge and it's a huge talent difference. So I, I hope he goes to grand Rapids, just kills it for 10, 15 games comes up and just solidifies his spot on the team. And we can get rid of someone like Luke Lundetting or Darren Helm and yep. shuffle the lines around a little bit, but yep. So Zadina's down in grand Rapids. And what that leaves us with is the final cuts were made today where Joe Hicketts and, Philip Pronick, along with Luke Witkowski, were assigned to the Grand Rapids Griffins, which left us with a final roster. I believe they they settled with a 22-man roster. Correct. Which will, yeah, which will change because there are injuries on the defense. They said Cronwall's not starting the season on the Red Wings. Erickson most likely will not start. He's iffy. And Mike Green's out for at least a month. Mm-hmm. So today the lines were tweeted. So our final roster looks like this. On offense, uh, we have Nyquist, Larkin, Mantha, Abdicator, Athanasi, Vanek, Bertuzzi, Nielsen, Rasmussen, Helm, N, and Glenn Denning. I think Christopher N's probably the biggest surprise there. On defense, we have DeKaiser, Chalowski, Erickson, Jensen, Hicketts, Heronic, Sulak, and Daly. So like I said, Hicketts technically is a waiver for Grand Rapids but he will most likely play uh, same with Heronic because of injuries. So we'll start with Tyler. Tyler, what do you think of the roster uh, as it stands right now? Yeah. The only surprise to me is N and then, you know, um, that Abdelkader's on the second line. Other than that, I mean, I really don't have a problem with it. Um, you, we were kind of talking off air that maybe Nyquist should be on the second line and Bertuzzi should be on the first, but those are just like things that could end up happening in the first period of game one. So uh, you don't really know. And, uh, you know, Rasmussen, I think, will work his way up to the second line, maybe even the first line at some point in time. 
I, I'll just be interested to see if they're going to use him at center at all this year. I, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Wasn't he getting? He's got some center time going during preseason, didn't he? Who Rass? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I think what they'll do with Rasmussen since it worked was do the same thing they did with Larkin. You start Larkin on the wing, let him get his confidence up, get used to the play. He's got more room to move around, uh, and then because center is more a more defensive position. So let him move around, sit him in front of the net, and let him let him just tip stuff in. I mean, he played wing for the last part of the Tri City season too, and did it fantastically. So they might move him in at wing, give him a year at wing, and then transition him to center like they did Larkin, because Athanasiu is surprisingly looking great at center. Yeah. And that's the one thing they could have asked for out of all of this with Zetterberg going down is how well he would transition and take over that type of role. Because if not, it's Darren Helm or Luke Glendinning. Yeah, and I don't like either of those. <laughs> or Franz those... Nielsen. Uh, well, yeah, Franz Nielsen, I think, is your th- – Franz Nielsen's your third-line center, though. Yeah, and I'm, gl- I'm glad to see that. Uh, see, and, and, and that's – we talk about this roster – it's like there's a lot of young guys on this team. You know, we talk about the defense. Heronic or Hicketts might come up and play opening night because of the possible injuries to, uh, you know, to Cronwall and Erickson and Mike Green, who's going to be out a month. I mean, like you see these young kids, you do start to see the youth movement here, which is yeah, certainly for, a good thing. Yeah, for the people that are complaining, like, when are we going to see the kids? They're just going to play all those old people because of their contracts. Well, half of it's yes, they have to play the old people because of their contracts. But the other half is the way it's looking right now, you get Chalowski, you get Hicketts, you get Hronik, you get Rasmussen, and Christopher N. That's five. You're starting off the season possibly with five rookies, which is crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. no other team really we does seen anything. That in like a long that. time. No, I don't. You've never seen that. I don't not, think you've ever seen. No, I, even before, I don't think you've ever seen a Red Wing season where they start with five rookies. Mm-hmm. Normally, can you name the last time they've done that, I can't. No, and can you really name another team besides maybe mid two thousands Edmonton, or the I Leafs. mean, recently the Leafs that have done yeah. that. Like, no other team really does that. So, I'm excited. I, we're going to lose. We're not going to be good. We're a bottom three team. But it's going to be exciting. And with the way that you saw those kids play in preseason, they're going to fight for it. They're going to fight for every goal. They're going to fight to come back in games. And even if we lose, it's going to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah, agree. It's, it's going to be much – the product will be much better this year than it was last year, I think. I think there's obviously going to be mistakes, especially with the defensemen. You know, there's going to be a lot of turnovers and stuff like that. But as long as they start cleaning that up and it gets better halfway through the season, that's all you can really ask for. And then, you know, the the, the quote-unquote veterans now or Larkin, Mantha, Athanasiu, or they're getting there anyways. You know, those guys got to take steps step forward too because they're still technically young guys. Yeah, with the way Athanasius looked, I think he is the one that has the most to prove right now with his not great season last season. He he looks like he's coming in hot. I think he's he's kind of Yeah, and he kind of feels I think probably more stable since he got his contract. Yeah. That he's yeah. hey, I've got a little bit more stability. I've got something to prove. 
I like playing with these kids that are coming in and we're, we're the future of the team. Like we thought, I mean, most of us thought that, Hey, he got signed so he could be trade bait, but I think he got signed and now he feels he's got something to prove. And if he pulls off this season is just spectacular. Say he gets 20 goals, 20 assists, say he gets 40 points. I mean, he's, that's great. He did, if he repeats it next season, there's there's no way he's gonna get under a, a five six million dollar contract as his next contract. Mm-hmm. The depth center right. with speed and the ability to play defense when he's actually utilizing that speed. I mean, what blows my mind, and I know he's just suspect uh, getting caught staring at the play while he's in the defensive zone. He's still one of the best defensive players on this team. There's a reason he's out there on the penalty kill and they're utilizing him to what they can on occasion, not as much as I would like to see him, especially with him and Larkin. If they go both go out there, you're putting the, the power play on their heels unless it's like a freaking Nashville or somebody. But uh, it's the potential for him to take over and embrace being kind of their big three, quote, unquote, if you will, for them. Uh, it's, it's exciting to see. And if he c- continues this and then stays long-term, with what we have, the the wings have in the system, it's it's pretty fun. I think what's crazy about Athanasiu, like, have you ever seen him fly more than he did in that Chicago preseason game a few days ago? No. He was flying in that game. That was like 09 Darren Helm. Yes, that was like vint- right, like vintage Darren Helm, like before all the the concussions and the injuries and everything like that. Before he got his hands caught in a cement mixer. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Did any of you uh, see that our power play unit look the best that it's looked in like the past five years, six years? I don't know if it's a Bilesma thing or if it's the fact that it's like it was Zadina and Chalowski and Rasmussen and Larkin and like the, and Vanek. Like there was no way they weren't scoring on half of those. It was not. And Chalowski, my God, does the kid look good? Like, a hundred times better than I thought he was going to look. Yeah, I I was not expecting that at all. And I like the reference going back to the Max Boltman article from The Athletic showing the regimen that he was going through this past offseason here in Metro Detroit. The dude wants it. Yeah, and he does. Long term, if he keeps that shit up, he's going to be fun. I will say one thing, and, and uh, not to brag too much, because it was just a preseason game, but I did break my streak of losing in Boston. The Wings finally beat the Bruins in Boston. And and not to just because we were talking about Chalowski. He was the best player on the ice. And that's including McAvoy. That's including, uh, I believe, no, Chara didn't play in that game. But that's including Krug. That's including all the Bruins defensemen. He was the best player on the ice. He was quarterbacking the power play. He looked great in that game. Zadina had a pretty good game, too. But Chalowski really stood out to me, and so did Sulak. His speed is really good, too. Yeah, I was looking up. There's some interesting stuff I found about uh, Dennis Chalowski in that last season between Portland and whatever team he was, other team he was on, for the season, he was like a plus 26. He is an extremely smart defensive player. And when he's on the ice, the other team is not scoring. He was one of the preseason games he was in. In that game alone, he was a plus four. Like, yeah. The one exception being the gaff on uh, Kadri. Yeah. I mean, that was it, just a beautiful play, though. 
you'll have an outlier. But the thing is, is, is Chalowski is an extremely responsible defensive player, which is something we don't have right now. Exactly. But as you can see, he's also, he can shoot. So he's got an offensive upside. Pass. Freaking seeing eye puck through like eight people in the top of the net. Right. He can pass. He's got that a great breakout pass. pass. was incredible. Yeah. So I think he's, he, and if the lines play out the way they're going to play out, I think putting him on the top defensive pairing is a no brainer. And you wouldn't, two years ago, you would have never said that. Last year, you would have never said that. No, hell no. And I, everyone likes to call Chalowski the project. But the thing is, is like he had a couple, he had a bad college uh, season. And then the wing said, hey, maybe college isn't the best route for you to go. Maybe you should go to juniors. He went to juniors, did amazing, did amazing in juniors. And then he comes here for preseason and he looks like he could move into a top two defensive role on our team, which I mean, isn't saying a lot because our defense is last in the league, but he looks like he could possibly be our best defenseman. Have you noticed too, to kind of go along the lines of what the Red Wings brass suggested, how he'd go move over to juniors from college and so on and so forth. They made a similar suggestion to get Rasmussen back on track to go himself, get, get that surgery done on his wrist. Look what happened to him. Oh, they, yeah. sent, they sent Valino back down to the, AKA the prodigy, the Habs fans. And, <laughs> to send him back to get one more year under his belt because what, what's the point in bringing him up this year, wasting a, a year on his ELC tentatively or nine-game trial, whatever you want to do. It puts Zadina down for his X amount of time until he's finally getting ready to jump up. But if you look at how they're playing these things out over the next year or two, they're going to be able to bring these guys in and do all the things we're hooping and hollering about. And this team is going to be 100 times different. That's, oh, the, yeah. that's that's why I'm so excited about how shitty they're going to be because it's only going to get better. Valeno and Zadina are on the team next year, no doubt. Oh, yeah, there's no Zadina's question. on the team this year. Yeah, Valeno could have made the – I think the thing is, is Valeno could have made the team this year, but they didn't want him to make the team and have low minutes and not be playing as no. much as he could and not be a leader on the team. Why bring someone up and force them onto a lineup to give them – nine ten minutes a night that didn't work very well with Athanasiu. no so and i think so he's I gonna think, have a better top end than Athanasiu. i also oh yeah, me think too. bringing five rookies is enough i think if you were to had zadina and valeno that's seven that's way too much yeah um yeah. is anyone else also happy that we didn't sign uh Jokinen? yes yeah absolutely when i saw that tweet say he was released i'm like wow uh, either Ken Holland had some kind of brain surgery that like turned him around. I think he's he's on the hot seat with Chris Illich. Like, hey, you're gonna get fired if you screw this up. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we'll move to the next situation that the Red Wings face, which is naming captains. So today, Jeff Blasher was asked about the captain situation. He says they have come to a conclusion. He just wants to circle back with the team to make sure it's exactly what they want to do. And that he'll tell us when he wants to tell us, which means that we'll probably know tomorrow uh, what the captain situation is going to be like. What will be interesting is it was announced that Henrik Zetterberg is going to do the ceremonial puck drop I'm gonna on cry. opening night. 
Yeah, uh, we're going to cry, apparently, that our 75-year-old retiring captain, <laughs> as Montreal fans like to say, uh, we apparently just can do nothing but cry over him. Said uh, Montreal fan, not all. Uh, 90% of, oh my god, at least oh, five Montreal fans from tonight alone. It's okay. been so those idiots, great. those special Montreal fans. Now, I'm going to use it as all because my cousin's a Montreal fan, and I talk shit to him all the time, so I'm lumping him in there with them. Yeah, okay. so the dumb ones I talked to today and Ryan's cousin. Um, <laughs> Henrik Zetterberg is going to be the cer- do the ceremonial puck draw, and how awesome would it be if he could pass the C on to Larkin on night one? Uh, I get chills. Ooh, I, like it. I like it. I like it. I love it, but it won't happen. No, so no, here's, no, no, no. Go back to that. I like the way you think, Greg. Uh, Jesus. Here's, here's the other thing, though. Think if we go with all A's this year, and then next season, Iserman becomes the GM, and on game one, Iserman gives Larkin the captain. I don't think that's – I don't think either of those are going to happen. I the think captain if, if, giving I think you just figured out how to talk to each other. It's like I could work a Red Wings phone sex hotline. <laughs> Steve Eiserman slowly hands the jersey with the C over to Dylan Larkin. I don't think they're going to name a captain tomorrow. Now, like I said, I could be wrong, but I think if they were going to name the captain, they would have done it, you know, around the time that Montreal named Weber the captain. And, uh, you know, around that time, I think they would have done that. Otherwise, I think. Was that like yesterday? Well, I guess they could technically still do it tomorrow and then still have a day to you know have it all seep in yeah i think the thing is i think larkin knows he's going to be the next captain i think he's he knows playing the he's basically... game right now yeah, now is he's... that why he took less you think no well no i think he got his contract is what he deserves if you mean less term i think he took less term because i mean it's he even said before the season i want a contract that is fair for me but that also doesn't handicap the team in the long run, knowing the position the team is in. The kid's smart. He's unbelievably smart. So, of course yeah, he is. So, he went to Michigan. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I think, uh, I think that he knows. He's been told. He's worked with Zetterberg. Zetterberg has said as much that, hey, Larkin's got the captain qualities. He's, they've done everything short of saying Larkin's your next captain. Yeah. So he knows and and he's worked his ass off to get to it he's done stuff every single day he holds the youth camps you listen to him mic'd up on the ice it's amazing i hate these people online that are saying he's too young he hasn't done anything to earn it let him play has got it early where's the fucking comment earlier today made to you about him someone said he needs to play maybe in four years he can have it they said that'll put him eight years in the league like what Why, is wrong? Can, can I ask you something, Greg? Why is it that some Red Wings fans are stuck in the past? Well, uh, I don't, I don't uh, know. Glory I days. This is the quote of the day, and this tops even the stupidity of the Habs fans. And this dude saying to Helene St. James, talking about the the captaincy, Larkin isn't captain material. He soft, and until he can take a hit like a man, he will be a pussy. <laughs> what? Yeah, this that's a real said. life quote. All Larkin right. can't be captain because he's soft and can't take a hit. Even though Larkin fought like within the past four years, what three times and beat everyone's ass that he fought. 
Mm-hmm. Throws his body in there. He's in the middle of every scrap. There was a huge hit he took in front of the net against Buffalo. Now, I don't know if y'all will remember this, but this was in his rookie year. They were in Buffalo. They were wearing the red jerseys, and he got like – I don't know if he got punched in front of the net or if a stick came up or – I don't know if he got in a fight or what it was, but then he had a dime to Zetterberg on like the game-winning goal, and he had like a tooth knocked out, and like the, he had like gauze up his nose. and shit. You guys remember that? Not like you yeah, do. Really. Yeah, I've got a picture of it. And then he looked, he like chipped his tooth, and there's a picture yeah, of him yeah, yeah. smiling. Oh, yeah, smiling at the yeah. camera with a chipped tooth <laughs> and like gauze in his nose. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I've got one better though, Zetterberg. Ryan. Yeah. I've got a better quote for you, Ryan. Oh, it beats boy. that one. I wouldn't have a problem if the Detroit Red Wings made Jonathan Erickson the captain for now. Not sure if Larkin is ready. Oh, God. Are you serious? <laughs> that was that was that was yeah, the thing. Yeah, that can't be real. Red Wings fans hate Jonathan Erickson. I bet you there's teammates in that locker room that can't stand Jonathan Erickson. <laughs> We're uh, right like, now. We're, yo, we need to bring her on right now. How Biggie about like, the <laughs> guys? How about like what? Joe Hicketts and Philip Horonic? What the what the hell do you think they think? This yeah. stiff made the team over me. <laughs> Why do we gotta make me angry talking about Jonathan Erickson like this? Oh God, uh, so I thought it was bad. hilarious. Guys, our next podcast. Uh, so we're we're gonna do one next week where we recap Game One. Oh, we'll have what one or two games by then. They've got a couple um, days off in between, so we'll probably be at two games by that point. Yeah, they yeah, play so- San- LA on Sunday or Saturday. Sunday, right? So I think yeah. we'll also do like a bad tweet session because God, I'm gonna grab. Dude, you better I be post- happy. You better have a fucking giant file built up after just today. <laughs> I'm now to the point where I purposely post stuff on Facebook to bring out the dumb people. Like today, mm-hmm. I posted uh, the stats, some goalie stats. I'm like, hey, there's a goalie available that's got a 91.5% save percentage and a 2.3 goals against average. Should we pick him up? And them not knowing it was Jimmy Howard's stats seemed like impressed. Uh, and where uh, one of the other threads are like, Jimmy Howard is the worst goalie alive. Yeah. Oh, yep. So I, I don't, you I don't do know. Is you need to create, you know, in uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, they have the dude walk around saying bring out your dead yeah you need to create a meme of bring out your dumb yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh, 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 we, we bring out your dumb tweet uh, comment thread i've i've been thinking about different segments we can run uh, on the podcast which i think would do real well but i believe our next endeavor and and i'm I've, i'm putting feelers out there now for it but i would like to do a live show so for you guys listening if you could do me a favor if you would like to be on an episode of the Grind Line podcast, do me a favor and tweet at us. Uh, we we're gonna get it set up. I've got a bunch of things to figure out how to do it, but we're gonna get I it know set how up to so do it. Actually, whoa, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do a live episode. I think where you guys can come on, and because Detroit Sport Radio refuses to talk about hockey, we're gonna do uh, the hockey portion of Detroit Sports Radio, basically, since they refuse to. So we're going to freaking Wojo and he's on too late. So I never get to hear him. Yeah. So I think we're going to do a live show. Uh, I'd like to get a guest on for the live show, but working with their schedules is super hard. So we're going to do that. Just send us a tweet 
at Grindline Pod. If you don't follow us yet on Twitter, too, follow us at Grindline Pod and just drop us a tweet to let us know you'd be interested in doing a live show. Uh, but do you guys have any final thoughts uh, preseason wise going into the first game in a couple days? Uh, Tyler. Final thoughts? I mean, I, I hope the first line does well. I hope Larkin starts to stack up well against, you know, first line talent that he's going to see. I mean, like, the the Blue Jackets are going to give him their first D pair and and probably the first line, so he's going to see a lot of attention right away. And I want to see how he fights through that. I, I think Larkin will be fine. I, I'm most intrigued to see how the back end does against a high powered offense that Columbus can provide. It helps us a little bit. Too. Seth Jones isn't going to be around, but I'm just most intrigued to see how Chalowski, for one, handles the pressure. How Rasmussen looks out there. And just see how long it takes these guys to get their feet under them and kind of make themselves at home. So I'm just—it's going to be rough, but I'm excited. See, I don't think it's going to be as bad. I think it'll start out good, and then I think it'll—it like once once we get you know closer to November and stuff like that. I think I think they'll start to fall off a little bit because of some of how many young guys we have, and you know they're the, getting towards you know a lot of games and stuff like that, especially in the NHL where, you know, you're playing back-to-backs on certain nights and stuff like that. I think what intrigues me the most is the power play. How is the power play going to look against a team like Columbus where they have a decent penalty kill? And, you know, that's a legit team. You know, they went to the playoffs last year. They got a good – they're well coached, I mean, depending on how much you like torts. Um, And they have a good goaltender as well. So it'll be interesting to see if some of our young guys, Mantha, Lark, and Athanasiu can score on a good goaltender like that. Mm-hmm. yeah and you got to think too bob's also working for a contract so yep. yeah he's gonna be a free agent coming up at the end of the season if they don't get him re-signed yeah bob but, and the man are gonna be scary on thursday yeah so my prediction for thursday is three to two columbus panarin with the game winning goal but i think we're gonna put up a hell of a fight and i that's what i'm most looking forward to this season is just the fight that those kids are going to put up every night even if they don't win i think they're going to make it entertaining they're not going to lay down and lose games so which is what you want as a fan what's disheartening though is the first thing the first score prediction you have is a one goal loss (laughs) i mean it's a one goal game right out the gate that's what i got hey that's how i'm gonna earn my points all right so you don't have any huh you're going with a three two with panera with the winner Three to two Columbus Panarin with the winner. And only because in my fantasy hockey, I don't have any players from Columbus or Detroit. Mm. So no, what's my, what's my opening week look like? Who plays? The only players I have on Wednesday are Kadri, Frederick Anderson, and Mike Smith. The only <laughs> players I have. Dude, my fantasy lineup is stacked. That's all I got to <laughs> so say. So is mine. The people I did fantasy. Everybody's fantasy do- hockey lineup is stacked. The people I do fantasy hockey with have no idea what they're doing. I got McDavid and Stamkos and Ehlers and Wheeler and Dreisaitl. Are you playing with children? And Rasmus Dahlin and Ivan Provorov. Like, my, my fantasy is stacked. Yeah, so, well, we can do a we can do a show on fantasy at some other point in time. Right now, we're talking about <laughs> Thursday night in the Detroit Red Wings. What do you guys think of opening night and and Zetterberg? You know, dropping 
you know, the ceremonial puck, you think it's a little soon or what do you guys think about no, that? I, no. I think it's a perfect fit for him. It's it sucks perfect. because of how things worked out, but you know damn well that crowd is gonna embrace him to the fullest. I'm gonna be there. Greg, are you gonna be there? No. Maybe. Oh. Eh, no, but I might get last minute tickets on StubHub, maybe. Yeah. Well let me know. But I, I know I'm gonna get emotional. I was emotional for the games at the Joe and everything else. So that's just a giant. Yeah, crying. it's we're all gonna be grown men crying. Yep. But and I'm gonna be Tyler, a drunk man crying. I wonder Tyler, what LCA is gonna look like seats wise and and attendance wise. It'll be. It should be full. First game should be full. It'll be better than last year because after the puck drop last year, people were in their seats, but then they started going exploring. Everyone's had a year to get LCA under their belts, so I don't think – I think you'll actually see, as long as the game doesn't get out of hand, there's going to be butts in seats and that place is going to be loud. Hopefully that's the case because I don't think we – I mean, obviously, like, towards the end of the season, we started to see some more crowds and, and people there, and, you know, it was loud, even even though the team was going okay. absolutely nowhere. That too, but anyways, I think right. uh, Greg wants me to take us out, so I guess we'll do that. <laughs> take us out, Tyler. You guys have any final thoughts? No, you can follow me online at Bringing the Wing, unless you are a Habs fan. Then get the fuck off my timeline. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you can follow me. This is Ryan at RD Ryan thirty three. My prediction, by the way, is four two wings with an empty netter late. I like it. The fans are on your side. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SealDog91. My prediction is 4-1 Red Wings with oh. an empty net. Athens <sighs> you sealing it with a uh, hat trick empty net goal. I like it. Jesus. Hey, at least you remembered your Twitter handle today. Just, are you sure that – did you say that right? I was actually getting ready to ask about that. <laughs> and you can follow the Grindline podcast on Twitter at GrindlinePod. You can also find our – so shows on iTunes, Google Play. You can also find us on Stitcher and I Spotify. Believe, uh, oh, and Spotify and Podbean. Yep. So for Greg and Ryan, I'm Tyler. Stay classy, Hockey Town, and go Wings. Beat go the Jackets. Wings,